Well, amen, amen. As we are, this is our second year of providing a Christmas Eve Eve service, so I thank all of you for being here. I'm Ricky Ayala, the senior pastor. As we continue on with the service here today, it's actually time for the sermon as we bring the message. But I do want to point out maybe to your right in front of you or to your left, my right, we have uh, Mr. Tucker Rodkey, who is uh, from Painting Freedom, and he was going to be doing, you know, a painting here while the message is here today, so that way you know what's going on. So today's scripture reading is found in the book of Luke, chapter 2, beginning on verse 1. At the time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. Now all returned to their ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's uh, ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her, her baby, to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. Now she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in the strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Well, today we wrap up our sermon series of Who Needs Christmas? And I want to give you a little bit of recap of what took place these couple weeks, you know, I'm talking about the, the four weeks leading up to Christmas Eve. The first week we talked about how the entire world needed Christmas. I spoke about how in the, Old, the New Testament, excuse me, the Old Testament book of Genesis, chapter 15, God had made a covenant promise with Abram. He said in the vision, can you see the sky? Can you actually count the stars in them? That's how much I'm going to bless you. There was a covenant made in the Old Testament. And then as we heard in that same day of, of this message, we talked about how that 
promise came to being when we spoke about in the book of Matthew, the very first chapter, when here Joseph was in a dream and the angel of the Lord came to him and says, take Mary as your wife. Don't be afraid. You see, the child that she is holding, the one that is conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus. And so the promise came about many years after that covenant promise. And the word to us was that sometimes we have to realize that our timing is not in God's timing. And sometimes we do get upset at things, but we have to realize that our timing, you, we want something done at this time, at this, this, this manner, and it doesn't happen that way. And we get disappointed, we get discouraged, we get, uh, you know, depressed or despondent. But remember, as God was able to make this promise unto Abram, years later, this took place. So they understand that the entire world needed Christmas. And then the second week, we spoke about how God, God needed Christmas to demonstrate his love. The, the, the way that uh, he demonstrated his love by was providing his gift, his promise, his son, Jesus Christ. In the book of uh, Galatians, chapter 4, verses 4 and 4 and 5, it talked about how God sent him to buy freedom. Freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. Spoke about how sometimes we have to realize when we, when we adopt a, a, a child into our family, we want them to be in our family. We want them to receive the blessings that we have. And that our name is also following their name. So when we take on the name of Jesus as Christians, we are taking on. We are being the brothers and sisters of Christ. And we are children, sons and daughters of the living God. So understanding that God needed Christmas in order to show his love. And that love was found in the manger. The scriptures that we've been reading here today. In the lowly manger, not high in a palace or things that the people that were lowly were not able to even enter or even see this child. But here in the manger because there was no room available in the inn. That the shepherds out in the field were able to receive this message. And they were so excited to go there. And so this message of Christ, uh, of God needing Christmas it was to show us his love in Christ Jesus. And part of that was in the book of Romans in chapter 5, verse 8. It mentions this. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die. For us while what? While we were still sinners. In the first letter of John, it mentions that we love God because he first loved us. God wanted that Christmas to show his love for you and for me. Not talking about the past, not talking about this very moment. Here is this gift available for you. Will you receive it? Then we went on to the third week. The third week we talked about how Christmas is for people who need freedom from the power of sin. This was found in the book of John, chapter 8, 
verses 1 through 11, where the, the religious of the laws and, and those, they, they brought a woman, who adulterous woman in front of Jesus. You probably remember this story. In front of the crowds, here's this woman, and then Jesus stooped down, and he was riding on the floor, on the dust. And then they said, you know, uh, uh, Jesus, we found this woman. You know, of course, with the sin. What do you say we got to do with them? I mean, they were ready to stone her. You see, as I shared with, uh, I'm going to share with you now, that I shared uh, uh, two weeks ago, when we want people to come to Jesus, but certainly not in that fashion. We want people to come, but we want to bring people to Jesus, but not, you know, throwing them in front of Jesus, ready to stone them and kill them and judge them and condemn them. No. Jesus, you know, we needed Christmas in order to understand that he wanted us to be relieved from the bondage of the slavery of sin. So that way we can live a victorious life. As I shared before, there are many Christians who live defeated lives and we are supposed to turn this around. How are we supposed to show the world that there is hope for them in Christ if we are living defeated lives? Or showing people that there is no joy in us. There is no peace in us. So when Christmas came and, and, and uh, that Jesus came to, uh, to relieve us from this power of sin, we know how the stronghold of sin is in our lives. We spoke about how the sin affects the relationships, not only between you and God, but, and, and between you and yourself, but how it affects the relationships you have with other people other family members, other acquaintances, other bosses, or whatever it may be, it affects relationships because of the sin in our lives. God is really and willing, because of Christmas, this gift is able to forgive you of those sins and relieve you of that power. So instead of having that power of sin, you have the power of the Most High, the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to take day by day And be able to show others by your actions that God and Christ is still alive today. Then, of course, this past weekend, as we talked about how Christmas is personal. Our faith in the Christmas story changes our individual lives. It should. You see, as the shepherds came and they saw what the angel had told them by word, and then they actually saw what was happening, this baby in a manger wrapped up in this, you know, the snuggly cloth, you know, the cloth, the, the linens of cloth, and just so awesome that they got to see it. And then they not only that, they only, not only saw it, but they went and they shared with others. And we talked about, Pastor Gil uh, mentioned the last night and this morning, how the shepherds, because of that Christmas story, it moves us to worship. It moves us to worship. In the scripture reference in verse 20, let me see if I can find it here. The verse 20 says that the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. You see, it, it moves us into worship, and as when we're able to sing all these carols and, and other worship songs within us, I mean, we could be in the dishwasher, you know, in, in washing dishes and just jamming out a little bit, you know, while washing the, you know, 
the dishes, you know, and move around, you know, a little bit here and there. If you got some rhythm, don't matter, you know, just enjoy it. We could be able to sing along because we're enjoying it. And sometimes we don't even want to tackle the, the pile of dishes we have on there. But I've heard it once before that how can you able to tackle the sin in your life if you're even afraid of tackling a pile of dishes? We must be able to go and do the things that we need to do knowing that our lives can be full of sin, the power of sin. But because of Christ, we're able to experience that blessing. That Christmas is personal. And why? Because God gave his son for those that believe, for you to believe. And then all those uh, messages leads us into this evening as the sermon titled is The Unwrapped Gift. In front of me, uh, actually in front of you and in front of me also, there are three gifts. And I want to share with you for a moment that the gift that we have in Christ Jesus, the gift that God wanted through Christmas is for you and for me. He wanted to provide it through Jesus Christ. And I want to utilize these boxes up here that have been so graciously and done, uh, wrapped up so nicely. When we hear about the message of Christ, there could be three responses. And every box here is going to lead you in those responses. So, the first one, I'm going to put this to the side here a minute. The first one is when you hear about what Jesus has done for your life, and you may know these type of individuals, and this is not judging, it's just when you hear about the blessing that Jesus has in our lives, people hear about the gift that God has given us. It is wrapped up and, and hear, oh, it's so, so beautiful, so beautiful, but, but you want to be able to go and, and dig right into the gift. So what do you do? You go, because you want to be able to get right into it. Now, how many of you do this in Christmas? Okay, yeah, okay, you, no more. Than, yeah. But you, you don't matter about the wrapping paper, and, and you just, because you want to get right into this. Because you know, it's like, you don't deserve this gift. But I can't believe that somebody has thought about me. I don't know you, God, I, and, and why would you give me this gift in Christ for me? So people, there are folks that just want to get right into it and delve right into the gift and understand the word of God of, of, of scriptures. I even just today, I mentioned several scriptures from the Old Testament and New Testament that is digging in to know what this gift of Jesus is all about in our lives. But guess what? There are people who hear about the word of Jesus the word of God, and you may be one of these individuals, oh, it looks so nice. I don't, want to, I don't even want to mess up the wrapping paper. So what do you do? You probably have individuals like this. Oh, oh, let me, nice and easy. Nice, oh, throw it up a little bit there. Oh, my goodness, it's going to, you probably know some of these individuals, right? They want to make sure that it's nice and tight. Okay, I'll open this here. I'll open this there, and I'm going to continue little by little, right? But it's okay. You are receiving this gift, and there are individuals who slowly but surely may take years to get into understanding what this gift is all about and what's in there. How have you responded?
Ladies and gentlemen, as you're here tonight and you hear about this story, who needs Jesus? We all need Jesus. This gift that is available for you, there are people who have heard this story many times. They have known that there is a gift available for them. You won't understand that sacrifice in Jesus Christ if you don't take the time to unwrap your gift. Let us pray. Gracious and most holy God, we come before your presence and thanking you for your message. Reminding us who, need, who needs Christmas? We all need Christmas. We're so thankful for reminding us of the gift that you have given us. And, and some have, uh, have broken the wrapping, you know, so quickly to go and delve right into the gift. There are others who are taking their sweet time and, and little by little, day by day, unwrapping it to, to get inside. But there are others, Lord, and we know who we are, that we have let that gift sit and sit and sit and sit. It's always been available. It has our name on it. We just need the time to start unwrapping it, whether it's fast, whether it's slow. But we have to do something to understand the gift that you have given us, and that is through Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As the ushers are getting, uh, getting prepared, you could also be prepared as we're going to be lighting the candles as we prepare for a silent night. The candle I'm, I just lit is from the Christ candle. It's important for us to understand that we don't want the light of Christ to just remain in this service. <laughs> 